Hello, you are listening to episode 11 of the Zero Waste Life Hacks podcast, where we guide our listeners along their zero waste journey one topic at a time. I am Sofia Ratkovich, your host, a sustainability consultant in LA, and I'm here today with my amazing co-host, Michelle Sinclair, DJ extraordinaire, producer, BFF. <laughs> Thanks. And today is, uh, or should we just discuss the topic, Michelle? Yes. The topic is the eco set. So everything from a big Hollywood movie or commercial to theater, to your local theater or your school play. If you think about it, many events even build sets in a way, right? For promotion and marketing decor. So even though this episode might focus mainly on the idea of a movie set or things like that, we're trying to Think of the set as this place that people build, kind of your world of fantasy, wherever that may be. And it takes a lot of materials to build this, usually for the purpose of an evening, a day, a couple hours, um, maybe a couple months if it's a movie or, or whatnot. So welcome to the topic, the eco set. And our special guest today is Chris Barberg. Chris Barberg is the executive director and co-owner of EcoSet, where she oversees all aspects of EcoSet services, and including company development, uh, building relationships with partners, clients, and vendors, and shaping the day-to-day operation. So we're happy to have you here. Thank Welcome. You. Hello. <laughs> and so we really want to hear your uh, journey with EcoSet and how that started and how you even got there. Yeah, what is EcoSet? What is that? It's this weird, wild world of reuse and circular uh, economy. Um, it's it's a company that was founded 13 years ago, and uh, as a response to the enormous amount of waste uh, in production, namely commercial production, the founder, uh, her name is Shannon Bart. She was working on commercials and was just heartbroken by the amount of oh. waste she was seeing. So she decided to um, found a company that could tackle that. And um, Ecoset was born in late 2008, um, launched Open open Doors for Business 2009 in the commercial world. And um, we started working with advertisers with a zero waste approach to their productions. Can we keep 90% of what they throw away out of a landfill? That's the, you know, the, the target for zero waste. Um, and, uh, we started to do that, of course, implementing recycling, composting on set, but we started to notice that the biggest piece of the puzzle, the waste puzzle was, uh, items that could be reused, especially Mm. sets, Mm -hmm. the set builds, um, construction materials, flooring, sub flooring under the flooring. Um, you know, so we started to dream up a, a place where, materials could come at a larger scale than what we could handle at our tiny office at the time. And um, through a couple iterations of, of offices and warehouses and spaces, we finally ended up with uh, a 24,000 square foot building in Atwater Village area by Glendale. And uh, about half that building is a donation center or a community reuse center called the Materials Oasis. And in that uh, part of our building, we intake production materials from commercials, uh, film and television events, um, even work with local museums in town. 
and venues, uh, whatever they have a sustainability mission to keep out of a landfill, they will partner with us to do that for them. So our model is items come in for a fee, Mm -hmm. but they leave for free. So we kind of turn that uh, model on its head instead of renting and reselling. Um, We charge a service fee instead of a dumpster fee or a disposal fee. And then that's our labor and logistics to intake truckloads, trailer loads, um, any size load uh, we can uh, intake, process it, break it down into its smaller categories and components, and then make that available as a free resource. So the people that... It's amazing. Do other cities have something like this or is it just in kind of more industry heavy places? Yeah, there are materials exchanges. Some some of them are virtual where people can connect, match, make materials online. There okay. are a lot of um, scrap and creative reuse centers all over the country, but uh, generally they're nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And they most uh, most of them cannot take in the types of materials that are being thrown away from productions and events. Yeah, that's a difficult part, especially like requiring a forklift, the space, yeah. rents being so oh. expensive, you know. A lot of the fabrications... Right. Um, both in, in film production and events are made from MDF, and that's you know a, you know a compressed uh, composite board that melts when you get it wet and it's mm. uh, toxic to work with, and nobody wants it because you can't use it outside. So these uh, nonprofits around the country in New York, um, San Francisco, they're not really equipped to take in production style environments and sets, but um, Ecoside is able to do that uh, because. We have, you know, we keep we keep the more um, vulnerable pieces indoors, and then um, eventually a theater will come along that needs to build a set, or a music video, or student film, indie production, or or me, someone that needs to build a DJ set at yeah. an outside party to yeah. make the stage look cool. <laughs> That's how I ended up at Eco Sets, and it was fun. I love it because you saw then that we have more than just the uh, kind yeah. of the construction components. We have the decor decor so there's a Props. room that's just walls oh do you need a wall <laughs> yeah. do you need some carpet there's just carpet everywhere yeah. you could literally like decorate a house yeah. the where i was looking was plants so there's a floor of every plant you could ever fake oh, yeah. plant you the could ever imagine yep. all repurposed yep yeah and so um, how it works to get at some of these things um we're not a, like a retail center or you know a place that's open uh, just to the general public, uh, we're open to the public, but by appointment. Mm-hmm. So anybody right. who has an appointment, um, if on our website, ecoset.la, you can schedule an appointment for a browse and you get 30 minutes to uh, take a look at everything we have. And uh, you can take anything you like. Uh, that's a small item. If it fits in your car, if you see something bigger, like a wall or a mm-hmm. roll of linoleum, um, you can put a hold tag on it and you've got up to five days to come back with the right truck and the right people to get that um, to your next destination. What I think is really important too is like the fact that there's so many commercials that are being shot in LA. It's different than like a studio where stuff can like sit there and like have space. You know, th- how many are there a, a year? Do you know, Chris? I read like 9,000 uh, commercials like in quarter two or quarter one of 2022. Thousands of commercials right. are being shot. So think about how many materials are just coming through on a daily basis. It's just productions all over the place. So yeah, we're well, really sadly, lucky to have you. A lot of them, <laughs> a lot of commercials or a lot of productions still aren't thinking about the their disposal piece. 
Um, they might be doing uh, aluminum water bottles on set and maybe some uh, recycling. And the next level would be food donations and composting. But the, the hardest, most difficult, most expensive part of that production puzzle is the, is the reuse. Mm -hmm. And so um, a lot of times we'll be working on a commercial and they're maybe building a set and they're just like, just get us a 40 yard. We're just going to throw this away. Mm -hmm. So then we have to quote what our cost to pick up would be or what our cost to receive would be. And um, wow. if, if they bring it to us, it's a much lower cost because they have the trucking and labor mm -hmm. to drop off. We just have a facilitation fee. If we go pick it up with our own trucking and labor, of course, that's a, a higher cost um, as it would be for any vendor. But, well, um, I think that that's a good segue into the facts or waste side of the podcast. Um, as you guys kind of break this down, I'm going to just be thinking of every commercial I've ever watched, which happens all day long as I'm constantly bombarded with what really are sets. So I was looking at your website and uh, it said that typically uh, waste on a commercial like if it's three days and has like 70 to 100 people, it generates about 2,000 pounds. So like a year, that's 18 million pounds. Like, is that like an accurate number? Like, what's the volume that's coming through? Uh, it's a lot. I wish I'd prepared some some data points um, <laughs> because it's, it's different if the commercial is just on locations. It may only have 500 pounds in three days. Uh, because they aren't building anything. Mm -hmm. But if they're coming in and bringing in um, location augmentation, like sod and gravel or, um, you know, f trees Ooh. that they're cutting down and can't return to the vendor, um, that tonnage goes up exponentially. So it depends on if it's a scenic build or a location augmentation. Whatever they're doing as part of their creative plan is directly correlated to their volume of waste. So, like, to put in perspective, the most tonnage we ever had to manage on one shoot was 60 tons of beach sand 60 tons wow. that was brought in <laughs> to a sound stage to make a beach so that's 120,000 pounds <laughs> 60 tons and so Patrician um, over here <laughs> and you mean you brought in meaning they they brought it to you to repurpose it no it was on the stage oh. and they said all right eco set make it go away what did you do <laughs> well fortunately this was with a, a a client that has had a, a deep sustainability mission uh, with us and partnership with us since 2009. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we already had a plan to work with a hauler um, at once it was scooped up with um, a little front loader or whatever on set, it would go into a 10 yard mm -hmm. and then the hauler would do rounders uh, with a couple different trucks, taking 10 yards of sand. And a lot of it went to a wildlife sanctuary oh, yay. in Angeles National Forest. Amazing. Some of it went to um, a high school for uh, sand pits for their golf course. So they get a lot of different outlets for sand, but 60 tons is an enormous amount. Wow. That is a lot. See, it all of a sudden doesn't make it seem so wasteful, but it um, when you think about... <laughs> putting all that sand in a studio just to shoot a little commercial. It sounds insane, well, but yes, people are doing this every, I mean, in my industry, I'm watching, okay, it's, everything's going to be white, white carpet. All the tables are covered in white. The DJ booth gets covered in white. The flowers are white. Planters are white. And then it's like the sky is the limit if people have money to spend. And at the end of the night, you're watching them be, rolling up this carpet that has so many stains on it. And they're just like, we're going to throw it away. <laughs> but what is um, away? 
Yeah. <laughs> what is away? <laughs> well, um, so interestingly, the name of our donation center is kind of on that away. There's no such place as away. Where does yeah. it go? Mm-hmm. Um, so when we were brainstorming the name for the center, we were like, how can we play on the word away? Oasis, oasis. So we came up with materials oasis. Oh, I love that because it's oh, abundance. That's but where also, it came from. I feel like um, when we're exploring more in this episode, I mean, it, this is really for to inspire anyone that might be building a set. Um, it's that little extra effort of what's going to happen after. Um, I can see in commercials there's probably a budget for this if they want it. Um, in my industry, there's not, I mean, they're just trying to get out of a venue by the time that their venue, I mean, this is what Sophia does, right. Coming in and trying to get, figure out where things can go. Um, absolutely. It, if it doesn't start in the planning phase, it's really hard to, uh, add sustainability the day before you strike or wrap out uh, an event or an experience. Um, and so what we're seeing right now, at least in advertising is a shift toward um, putting sustainability in the bid mm-hmm. and um, and then it, it works its way through the budget and then there's a, a vendor that can be hired because it's already in the budget from the bidding phase. So we're seeing that, um, I mean, studios and streamers also have their sustainability um, initiatives as well. And so a lot of times um, the construction departments or art departments will have uh, money holding from the beginning mm-hmm. for some version of a sustainable back-end process. Um, and so that's what we're seeing now is definitely a shift from it never being in the budget and us having to fight for every penny that our service costs to now it's in the budget. And, um, you know, it, that conversation has changed because they're already planning to work with a service like ours. Yes, and which is really exciting. It's a shift in values and a shift in like where we really put our efforts. And it's just, it's so exciting that there is a movement growing. And, you know, what I was thinking about too is like, you mentioned MDF and we don't really think about, you know, we're talking about where things go when they go away, but like, where do they come from, right? And like how much destruction there is of other environments when when we're here creating something but really like destroying something else on the back end to get us this the dream natural landscape. set yes <laughs> yes yeah most set walls are made from a tropical hardwood imported from uh could be southeast asia or you know other markets um no no way of knowing how it's all been harvested or transported and then mm-hmm. it's a set wall and it's used for a day or a week or a month and then it's thrown away that's wild um, or mdf uh is medium density fiberboard and it's the most commonly used um surface uh especially for events cuz you can carve it and shape it or mm-hmm. at least edge it a little bit um route into it make it any texture you want but it's it's a very toxic material to work with and it's mm. it's um when you dispose of it it's just a landfill item there's no, oh, no. recycling mm-hmm. recycling possibility That's for mdf so crazy. which but is great that you can at least like give it another chance one more chance yeah <laughs> and a lot of things we see will go into someone's studio build or a gallery and it'll have a life cycle for you know months if not years and then especially we love donating to theaters Mm. because they are just experts at using something season after season or you know and that's what uh, my friend does she builds the she builds sets for her 
for a local theater company here in LA. I think she spends every week there. <laughs> and um, that's why I mentioned that we're, even though we're focusing on commercial sets, it's if you can find a facility or even an online reusable place and you're working on your kids, you know, theater at the school, these resources are here. And let me tell you, she has built some phenomenal sets. These kids' plays are on fire <laughs> from EcoSet. <laughs> Shout out to Annie Terrazzo. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other kind of waste facts you guys want to throw out there before we take a quick PSA break? Oh, well, you know what I want to hear is some of the most interesting projects you've had because the amount of creativity that's out there, really, like whatever people dream up, they can create it, right? So I'm curious to know, like, what's the coolest project or like what's yeah what's something that's like really memorable that you can share with us ah we uh we actually worked with hbo to uh intake all six was it six or seven seasons of the show veep Ooh, yeah and uh those my sister worked on that show oh yeah (laughs) the construction was epic for that show some of the walls were 14 feet tall even you know from like congress to you know the White well, they House built and, the White House, yeah, basically. The sets were epic, but they were heavy and they were huge. Um, and it filled up our entire building. We had wow. oh, m- no room for anything else. But the people that benefited from those sets, uh, people built little maker spaces and little shops for their artwork. <gasps> it, you know, it was con- so construction. Cool. And another one, we got uh, the pieces from Air Force One the, um, from the show. And oh, so wow. the the uh, airplane set the airplane was transformed by an event team. Uh, Insomniac made a VIP lounge. What amazing! And they didn't have the airplane theme in mind until they came to EcoSet, and then that amazing. inspired the the theme of their VIP lounge. And then they you know, so cool <laughs> went all out with with uh, airplane theme. Well, we're gonna take a quick PSA break. We'll come back with some hacks from these two lovely people in the studio after this. Hey. What? Do you like music? Duh. Well, Hot Mobile Disco shares. Shares what? Playlists, DJ mixes, and live streams. Sick. To find out how to listen, visit HopeMobileDisco.com. That's H-A-U-T-E, MobileDisco.com. Eco set. Sorry, we're not, we are stealing a little bit from the name of your <laughs> beautiful warehouse, but we thought it fit really well as the title. It kind of encompasses everything in two words. Um, so, hacks. How can folks out there from big companies and commercials to festivals to your small local theater um, find hacks around sets? Yeah, um, it will always go into the uh, design and planning phase. 
Um, a lot of times on the jobs we work in, we cannot influence the creative. Well, all the time we cannot mm -hmm. influence the creative. So we don't really get inserted into a conversation when they're concepting. But once they're deciding what the material uh, materials will be that they're using, um, they can have the, the discussion of, can we start with used? Uh, is it rental? Mm -hmm. Can we start there? If it's not rental, does something already exist that we can rehab? Um, and so we actually will see a lot of um, professional art departments and um, even shoppers and buyers for film and television come into our warehouse with their list and they start with a us. A shopping list? Yeah, before they go out in the world. Um, construction teams might send somebody to see what we have for hardwood before they go to Home Depot. And so That's if you smart. can just start with where you know you can uh, either source the used or um, at least you know, get inspiration from things that already exist that might solve one of your creative designs. Um, that's, uh, where it starts, at least from the mid low to mid budget. Um, you know, a lot of large budget productions are just going to spend the money on virgin materials, uh, because that's mm. how, how it's done. Yeah. And I was reading something about, um, your work with Target and on, on a shoot where they wanted Christmas trees and like you coming up with the solution that they hadn't really considered it that actually lessened the environmental, like overall environmental impact. So can you tell us about working with Target and any particular solutions that were really like, oh, wow, they take away. Yeah. The take away. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the anecdote about influencing their tree decision. A lot of times we have to work with what the production designer is doing, mm -hmm. uh, but then they know we are the party that will be handling everything at the end. But over the years, our partnership with them has evolved to uh, being a storage partner. So now we're curating um, a 2,000 square foot storage unit full of sets that they can uh, reuse for different campaigns oh, instead of rebuilding, throwing them away, rebuilding. Mm -hmm. And then um, as part of that, we also store some of their store props like uh, the shopping carts, Ooh, um, okay. the hand baskets, the, the uh, reusable shopping bags. Um, and so those live at our warehouse and we facilitate that um, as a different service, kind of our um, logistic service for their productions. But the more we can expand on storing things for them, they don't have to ship them from Minneapolis, their headquarters. They don't have to repurchase um, and we don't have to donate if we can um, hold on to it for another cycle. Mm. So that's a, a way that our business has evolved in partnership is trying to um, hold more assets for a longer amount of time before then they have to get released. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. I mean, save money, right? That Pretty much I feel like every company, that's what they care at, at the end of the day. It's like, yes, the stuff for the environment is great. It makes us look good. But like the bottom line and I think this is like such a simple solution and also gives back. Um, what's like the coolest project that you've worked on or like the coolest piece that you've ever received that really had a service to the community? Or, oh, my goodness. There are so many. There, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it goes from, from large to small, like small. Here's just one example. Like two days ago, um, I uh, a prop person had uh, purged their a lot of their kit. And, do and donated it to Ecoset. I grabbed a bunch of um, little art supplies for my son's school. And inside the school was a, a, a giant bag of sequins and, and like sparkly, yes. sparkly things. And two days later, they had done an entire craft 
project using all the sequins and everybody, the teachers were over the moon because they were going to have to buy those or buy something similar. And it's expensive. Yeah. And it was just a tiny little gesture where I, the, I saw them uh, and took them to the school and the next day they used them, but they were so appreciative. That's a, a, a happening across a lot of schools, a lot of teachers that visit our um, materials oasis. And, um, and then a larger scale diversion Ah, there's so many. I mean, we get in um, a lot of uh, art crates from some of the local museums in town that mm. they ship artifacts and paintings across the country. These are like sometimes eight feet tall, eight feet wide art crates. I know what you're talking about, like Indiana Jones. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hardwood <laughs> and plywood, really solid materials. And so people will come in and take those and then turn those into, um, you know, buildings or sheds or you know something for makerspace yeah. because it's really good expensive material these days garden beds garden beds yeah raised garden beds yeah so i've worked with ecoset once before <laughs> <laughs> um and i i just love this type of work this is my jam but also on the material side there's also the food aspect of it which is so big because we don't think about that so much right but there's crews there's extras there's security literally like a tiny little army of people that we have to feed. And so same thing, thought has to be put into what ends up, where that ends up at the end of the day or what, how can we put to its highest and best use? So um, anything you'd like to share about how cool that is and how it makes a difference? Yeah. Well, on our sets, uh, at the very least, if there's surplus food and it can't be donated, it gets composted. But we try to uh, do better than just composting servable food from the catering and from breakfasts. Um, so we work with a nonprofit called Everyday Action, and they have food runners that can pick up from multiple productions in various parts of the city, and then they drop off directly to food banks or uh, community uh, refrigerators, uh, soup kitchens. They're the most amazing nonprofit we've worked with because we were trying to donate food before they came along. We were trying to like mm -hmm. break away from set and bring it to a nonprofit or call a nonprofit to stop what they're doing and come across town and get it from us. And it just was very rarely working very well. Yeah. And now they're like, um, they've solved uh, the issues of transportation and scheduling. Um, the women who founded the nonprofit are from the film and television world, so they know exactly what a tight timeline is. Yep. Um, so we really appreciate working with them. And uh, another part of the uh, materiality is um, a lot of the set dressing and the props. Mm -hmm. And so um, those, we work with nonprofits directly. We don't uh, put like newly purchased wardrobe or newly purchased home goods right out into our donation center. We curate that and make sure that that goes to nonprofits that are, um, you know, working directly with families experiencing um, homelessness or uh, refugees, uh, you know, getting set up with their homes and, um, or foster youth, so many different nonprofits, um, in need of what the surplus is from commercial productions. And that's one of our greatest joys is to be able to link really good, like brand new items with, um, the hardworking people that are then giving them directly to their constituents. And it's just crazy to, to like, to me to think that again, you're a specialty service that has been sought out because, the company has some corporate sustainability goals that they want to achieve. But think about how many commercials and productions and events are not 
using a service like this. And it just makes me so sad and really like feel the urgency to get the word out and, you know, just make a difference because there's just so much material out there and we have to learn how to manage it better. And with such a growing industry, I'm just glad to see that it's happening and want to see more. Uh, I, I would say that even a small effort matters. So instead of being, if a production is overwhelmed and they don't have enough time and their hair is on fire and they feel like they can't do anything, you can still do something. Yes. Whether it's switching out plastic water bottles, which, um, you know, is fairly simple nowadays with the availability of canned aluminum water, mm -hmm. um, or it's designating one person who cares to make sure that recycling is happening and there's a place for it to go, not just putting out a blue bin on set and hoping that people use it. Mm -hmm. um, it's like figuring out the next step of how does it get used and where does it go? Put some signs on That's it. It's actually <laughs> yeah. being reused or repurposed. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. And then if, if there are um, leftover materials, like think about it two or three days ahead of the, the time you have to dump them, you know, because maybe there is a place you can take them if you just do a little bit of legwork. Yeah. A couple phone calls. Awesome. Um, well, the time is up for this episode of the Zero Waste Life Hacks podcast. We hope that you gain some knowledge on how to build a better eco set, whatever size your project is. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris, for thank taking you. time away from your warehouse <laughs> and your clients to be with us today. Thank you. Yeah. And where yeah. can we find you? How do we look you up? Ecoset.la is our website. And yeah. uh, we're on Instagram. LA or wherever you are in the world, take, do some research, find whatever's in your community. Um, go check out Chris and her amazing warehouse. If you're in LA by appointment only <laughs> <laughs> um, for us, you can always find us at zero waste life podcast.com. There's always a blog with more information about this episode. Also, information on how to join our discord community playlists and how to support well thank you again for listening uh we hope to continue to share some more ideas and amazing stories about people that are out there doing work that really makes a difference so thank you for joining us chris thank you so much for having me <laughs>